Hey guys, Jeff Hazlett here, and we're talking about all business, and this week I've got none other than the shark, Damon John. Now, Damon's a great friend of mine. In fact, he's such a good friend, we actually lived in the same building together for years, and we got introduced by a mutual friend during his stardom and his rise to fame. But... What you find with people like Damon John is they're genuine, they're real, and what you see is what you get. Now, he is a little slick. He's city slick. In fact, you almost, when you talk about me, you talk about him because, you know, I'm from that ranch back in South Dakota. You get a little bit of country, and you get a little bit of city. You get a little bit of black, you get a little bit of white. And truly, we have those kinds of conversations, but we find that we're really alike in a lot of ways. And so, I have him on the show and want to be able to show you what we're doing. We talk about the power of broke. Man, this guy has been down and out. You know, he started selling from the back of his car. He was selling hats out of the back of his car and went on to create this huge brand called FUBU, which he sold for hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. Some people say billions, but really, truly hundreds of millions of dollars. And so we get in and we talk about a lot of different things. One of those things we talk about is a mutual respect for Fran Tarkenton. And, you know, uh, Fran Tarkenton, for those of you who don't know, a lot of you millennials that are listening in, you won't know who we're talking about. But we're talking about a Hall of Fame footballer Fran Tarkenton, I think Fran's got to be in his 70s. Um, I actually have Fran on a an episode where I talk about when he was selling in Sioux Falls, South Dakota on his off-seasons at a Minnesota Vikings. Here's a Hall of Fame player talking about how he grinds it out and sells it, and that's what we get into. We talk a little bit about that, some mutual respect for Fran. But, you know, uh, get back to Damon because it, he is really, truly an entrepreneur. And so... Um, we talk about his experiences on the Shark Tank of what he liked, what he didn't like. We talk about one particular controversial person called Scott Jordan, who owns Scotty Vest. I happen to know Scott. Scott's also been on the show because he was a guy who was not once but twice on the show of Shark Tank and turned the money down, and they, they were furious at him because Scott can be a little bit cantankerous, a little bit of an asshole sometimes, some people would say. And it's an interesting story, so listen in about that. And we, we discuss a lot about use of social media. He's a big use of it. I'm a big use of it. You know, I don't have as many fans as Damon. Uh, he, he's a little bit better looking than me. That's the only reason why. <laughs> but, you know, we talk about having six friends growing up. Now we have like six million. So, but I asked Damon, you know, beyond the use of social media, what's real important in building the business? And he talks about the biggest thing that they do on the Shark Tank is investing in people, period. That's it. They invest in the people. They buy the company. They don't just, like, fire the person the next day. That What they do is they buy the company. They're buying the people. And they're investing in the people. Because let me tell you, you can have the greatest idea in the world. And if you can't implement it, it's only air. Okay? So having hustlers. You, you watch Damon on the show. He likes people like him. Guys who hustle. And by finding those hustlers, that's when he he, put, he goes all in, man. He goes all in. He goes shark on your ass. He gets in. And so he talks about how important it is to hustle. He calls it the rise and the grind, okay? And we're not talking about sex, folks. We're talking about business, the rise and the grind. And that's what's really cool. I also talked to him a little bit about fame and fortune because, man, I've hung out with Damon a lot. You know, we'll go and have a steak together. Um you know, because I don't go for the flashy stuff. He goes to a lot more parties than me, although I have taken him as my guest to the Miss Universe pageant, okay? And he was quite popular. Let's just say that, and I'll leave it at that, because uh, his wife might be listening. But let me just say, 
we talk about that fame and fortune because we have a little bit of that. What's important, fame or fortune? You know, he's the kind of guy, and he uses a great quote there. He said he'd go back to bagging groceries at Piggly Wiggly if he had to. You know, I do the same thing. I think about sometimes what would happen if I needed money right now and I wasn't as successful as I am right today. And if I had to take on another job, what would I do? I'd probably go load boxes at UPS. Just something to take my mind off, get it done, or cut grass. I kind of like cutting grass. But that's, that's what entrepreneurs will do. We'll do whatever we have to do, and it's great to be able to talk talk about that so uh, let's talk about some other things we you know in this interview we'll also talk a little bit about his being a celebrity i think that's kind of fun and people who are asking for free help man keep asking doesn't mean you're going to get it and then we talk a little bit about what the worst mistakes that we've ever made you know uh, in our businesses and taking our eye off the ball and trusting the wrong person and man i tell my pheasant story uh, where I tried to corner the market on pheasants till I realized there wasn't one, and then a drowning for opportunity. Uh, these are great insights that you're going to get from Damon the shark. So I think it's great uh, to be able to focus in on that. And, and, and in this episode, he talks about one of his new companies called Blueprint. He's Blueprint & Co., uh, blueprint plus Co., I think is the way they kind of refer to it uh, in the written form. So it's Blueprint plus sign co and he's got this co-working space which he's launched and it's really doing well it's here uh, in manhattan it's only a few blocks from where i live today in uh near the uh hell's kitchen area or the fashion industry um i don't know if he had anything to do with that because he's from fashion that's kind of an interesting thing so i think that's that's fantastic and so we talk a lot about um those things that have been the ups and the downs in the business you get some real insights you know and i've spent a lot of time with damon i mean i can remember memorial day where we went together and did a little fishing up his place in upstate new york and where he likes to get away and um, helped him set up a big marble table because because i had to lift it up for him because i'm yeah, one of those pretty big guys. So we, we put two stumps down and put this big slab of marble, and that became our table. And then yeah, we did some things with watermelons. It was a lot of fun um, in terms of cutting out the holes, putting a little vodka in, and letting them chill for the day. And I never did that. Um, so I try new things with Damon. That's what you learn when you're hanging around a shark. So I want you to learn some new things. This is one of the best things you can do is listen to a great episode like this on all business. And don't forget to tell your friends because I got the shark, Damon John on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett right here on C-Suite Radio. From Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-Suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. The Power of Broke. Are you surprised by how popular this book is? I'm absolutely shocked. Absolutely shocked. Why? Why would you be shocked? I mean, you're, you're like the, I won't say the fair-haired child, because I can't necessarily say No, 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 no. Listen, you know, <laughs> listen I, I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be a little brown boy from Queens. This made it to some really great places that I never thought I would get to. But, you know, when I, when I came up with the name The Power of Broke, I thought people were going to be ignorant and say, oh, I don't want to hear about what he did when he was broke and or I don't want to think about me being broke if they mm-hmm. are in that circumstance. 
And so I just didn't think people would resonate with it. And they absolutely got, you know, my message. Uh, you know, I so think I people it. get that. I mean, Fran Tarkenton is a good friend of mine, a former Hall of Famer football player and a very big entrepreneur. Most people don't know he's big in business right. more than the football. I didn't know. And he once said, and this is back in 1986, I actually remember this because I was sitting in the audience just about a business. And he said, if you haven't w- laid awake at night wondering how you're going to make payroll the next day, you haven't lived. That's true. It's a fact. That is. It? I mean, it, is. and I, by the way, I feel that way all the time because I'm, I'm always rolling the dice uh-huh. and you are too. Yeah. Are you surprised? Not just the, I, I want to get into the book a little bit later. I sure. know we're going to bring stuff out of the yeah, book, yeah. but you know, New York Times bestseller list everywhere. I love the book. I, I got to tell you, first of all, I love the imagery of the cover and everything I saw. When I saw that, I went, holy shit, that, <laughs> that's, that's, it's sharp. It's oh, you. Dang. It's you, Damon. You know what it is? It's honestly, I'm trying to understand because every day this is a learning process, no matter what point you get to, how to master this this communication through social media. Yeah. And one of the things I did is I put up about six covers up there and I asked people to pick I, everything from the color to the font to the picture yep. and bang, that's what they picked. I, I, I remember you doing that and I thought it was spot on because yeah. I watched that process. I follow you as well. And uh, it's it's uh, it's significant building that community, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. I mean, that community, you know, they, they don't have to follow you. There's no reason to. Yeah. And honestly, uh, a lot of those people on there are following you to tell you what they really think about you, even if they're hiding their face, their avatar is like, right. whatever, a cup of coffee. Yeah. But, you know, you got to take it in. You can't have thin skin. You know, you yeah. can't make decisions from 35,000 feet in the air. Are you surprised about what time, sometimes the social media, what they react to? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I've seen you take pictures of you yeah. know being at a party or being yeah. here or being there, and then I've seen you take pictures of a hallway. You, the, you, know? you know what? It's funny. I take pictures of hallways. They love that. Yeah, they really love that. But then I'll, I'll, I worked with many people such as you have. I'll take a picture with the Kardashians. Yeah, and if I put it on Instagram, it's oh my god, how beautiful those girls. And I put it on Facebook, it's how dare you? I've lost all respect for you. You yeah. should die. And I, so, so you know, I guess it's best the way our buddy Gary Vee says it. If you look at social media, uh, everyone's different. You know, Facebook's like talking at a family reunion yep. and Instagram is like talking to a bunch of kids with uh, with skinny pants on and funny looking mustaches. Yeah, and, right? and, twi- and Twitter's like you're sitting on your front porch and people drive by <laughs> or walk by, but don't yeah. stop. Don't stop. I don't yeah. know, it's real quick stuff. It's, it's hilarious. I I mean, one time I was in a club and I was I was taking a picture of zooming in the club or some girls were around me, they're waitresses. I, I wasn't the one half naked, but yeah. every all the women on there, I had lost respect for you. I'm I'm in a club I, getting a drink. Exactly. Your, your husband's probably next to me. You, you didn't know? have to I mean, take the clothes off. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that happens to you. Anyway. Boy, the other thing is some, there's some downside to this too, though, right? Uh, it's plenty of downside <laughs> to yeah. this. You get you get some people who start stalking you. I got oh, one yeah. we got one right now up in uh, Canada. I want to put her on the no fly zone. I got I gotta do that. <laughs> you know, I I have some that stalk me and it's, it's unhealthy, but then I also have some that, you know, they, they become such close fans and friend, that... And, and, friend, and friends. And, and friends. You start, yeah. I start talking to like one my friend, Diane Jones, an Asian ginger. Anytime I go somewhere, they're out there, they're supporting me, they're waving the flag, and God forbid, somebody puts any of my private information up online somewhere yeah. they're gonna find it they're gonna they're gonna flag them and they give help it to me. you they yeah, help so you. so it, it's just a really weird world this has changed i mean i had six friends growing up yeah. you probably had six friends growing up yeah. now people have little kids have 600 friends yeah so it's, it's weird. and we've got tens of thousands or hundreds yeah. of thousands as we as we say it but hey you know i was surprised damon because i, I met you a number of years ago i think i met you about the time when you started talking about having some of the problems you were having yeah and i was i was surprised because i never i didn't know 
I mean, look, most people don't know we live in the same building. Uh-huh. We, and we, we never see each other. We never see each other. Uh-huh. And here in New York, uh, we, we've always been trying for the last, I think, year and a half we've been trying, trying to, to get, get together. together. Yeah, <laughs> we're never... going probably, probably to get the same office together, all e- kind of e- stuff. Exactly. And, and yet I was surprised that you were going through that because I didn't see that. I yeah. didn't see it. And you hit it well. Yeah. Yeah. So what's that What's that like when you're going through? And by the way, I've been, trust me, I'm telling you, I've been through it and I will probably go through it again yeah. just because we gamble. You and I, g- yeah. not gamble, gamble. I'm talking about we take chances. We right. risk things. Yeah. You know, listen, you know, what you, the problems you're talking about is whether it's ups and downs in my businesses and yeah. transforming over, you know, listen, FUBU did great for us and uh, still does good, but this whole world started to move to you don't necessarily need the retailer. You don't have to depend on them. Yeah. Working with them is great if you can support them from a, a, a social media standpoint and you can directly, uh, you know, sell to the consumer. And then I started becoming inundated with just all these Shark Tank companies yeah. and all these people believing that I had the silver bullet and I can change their entire life. And it just became a, just a time suck and just it's it, it's. Well, you remember you were reaching, we, you and I were reaching out to each other. Then yeah. I'm going, look, I, we don't have time for this. Yeah, yeah, they were just coming out of the woodwork, it, it and they got amazing. no money. They no got, money. And usually, they usually one of the things I found out about because I also know Mark Burnett, the mm-hmm. producer, sure. and the guys of the show, and I know a lot of the folks on the show. And I've always been surprised that most of the deals that you guys actually do never come through. Well, you know, it it, it changed, you yeah. know, over the three years that we uh, and yeah, I have been going over early. because year year one, seven years ago, we were closing thirty percent of the deals. Mm-hmm. Then what happened is deal flow started to get better. Better, better, better entrepreneurs came aboard. We started to surround ourselves and hire better staff around us. Yeah. Right. So now all of a sudden, and I also started to know what works for me, what doesn't. Well, but back in then, I mean, you know, Mark and those guys, they don't use people who know business. Yeah. Yeah. They know television, but yeah. they don't know. But exactly. you got to get some of those people in. Yeah. Because the casting agents, they were casting agents, yeah. right? So, but after, after listening to 600 pitches uh, and the sharks feeding back, that's when somebody comes to a casting agent and says, you know what? I'm doing uh, $30 million in business and I have four employees. And then the casting agent goes, okay, so you're selling drugs, right? Yeah. So then <laughs> yeah. they, they realize how to yeah. talk. It's just like, yeah. it's just like everybody at home now who understands what a royalty is or licensing yeah. is or, you know, margins and how to, how to, how to basically. Why do you, you think know, the show's so popular? You know, I think the show is popular for various reasons. Um, I think, first of all, there was never a time that you can see millionaires and billionaires negotiating with everyday people and the questions that they are going to ask. And you guys arguing with each other, too. Definitely, people love the argument. Is that real? That's 100% real. I know it's real. I have to ask you that because I want people to know that they, they don't script this stuff. No, this is not scripted. So each pitch can last as long as two and a half hours, but they average out about 45 minutes. Uh, you know, if uh, Mr. Wonderful or Mark or Barbara, they're in the way of me getting what I believe is a great deal. It's just like you and I going to play football. You yeah. know, we can be best of buddies, but I'm going to try to crack your head open. Yeah, right? and I'm going to try to knock the crap out of you, too. Exactly. Yeah. Afterwards, we're okay. But those are real Those are real fights. Those yeah. are real issues we're having with with each other we don't take it home with us are you friends i would say we are friends yeah yeah i mean yeah. i've gone to your, your premiere and yeah. you know mr wonderful's there and yeah. barbara was there and everybody's there it was but i don't i wonder there, there's got to be I, one I or two that you get along a little bit better than the other right always always is. N- no you know what you know what honestly and I, i'm not trying to be politically correct because i i call myself the 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 jelly in a moron sandwich because they all call me all of them. So yeah. Cuban called me when it's time to hang out and drink. Barbara is in New York. She's crazy. I love hanging out with Barbara. She's, Kevin, she's sharp. 
Yeah, she's sharp. Kevin O'Leary, he lives uh, in Florida, you know, near me, and I take him out to clubs and we have a good time. Robert, our kids go on vacation with each other. Yeah. And Lori and Dan, I really love Lori and Dan. I don't get to see Lori and Dan. Lori's husband is Dan. Yeah. I don't get to see Lori as much because she's really heavy on QVC and Shark Tank. So her shoes are just crazy. Yeah, she's busy. Yeah. She's really busy. What's the biggest lesson that you've taken away from that experience? It's the exact reason I wrote the book, The mm-hmm. Power Broke, because I've seen people out there. This, this, I'll give you two or three lessons. The first one is that we invest in people, period. Um, that, you know, we've seen people, they were really great numbers, uh, and we'll say, we're buying the company and we're firing you tomorrow because we just don't like the person. Um, and then I've. Have you done that? We have done that plenty of times and plenty of the deals that don't close. It's because we don't like the person. Right. Love the idea. Love but, the but, idea. But, but can, can I talk to this person for the next 10 years almost every day? Let me give you a name. Who? Scott Jordan with Scotty Vest. Oh, Scotty Vest. Yes. He's a guy yeah. I happen to know. Yeah. And I thought he was crazy for doing the show, not the first time, yeah. but even the second time. Yeah. Scotty Vest, he has a very <laughs> tough personality. Um, yeah. one. You know, so. So, but I didn't do a deal with him, and thank God no, you never nobody know. Nobody else did either. <laughs> well, and maybe that was his plan, right? But um, And then the other thing is the power broke. I see people come on that show that don't have mm-hmm. a dime, and they sit there and they learn how to convert things online, or they find new audiences, and they go out there and they make everything. And then I see other people on, come on the show that have uh, you know risked their 401ks, their kids' college funds, and it hasn't helped them a bit. Yeah, and they sh- and you, you watch that. It's so painful, isn't it? It hurts. You, you want to hurt. You know, I know you and yeah. you're you're a very generous guy you want to reach out and help them but you, you and the best thing you can do is just say shut this Stop. sucker down well yeah. th- that's the only time that i kind of get upset when they Beat the ones up. who are doing it out of ignorance and because they just have the strong passion is fine but the ones who are doing it from an ego standpoint who are saying i want this coming because i want to be rich and famous yeah, i look at those people and say you are kill you you your your mother has bust or your grandmother has bust open her 401k your kids college fund is gone and your wife is trusting that you're going to do the right thing and you're not doing the right thing and they're behind you because they all want to be part of a movement but you're a selfish bastard yeah. those are the people that i don't yeah. like that have a total ignorance of uh, or care lack of care for everybody else that's part of their movement yeah i want to punch them in the face yeah yeah to quote trump but anyway we'll get <laughs> off that. we're not going to get into that you know i i tell you one of the things that that i that i think you have an unbelievable knack for is hustle you know when i think of what you built i look at yeah. your history how you got started you went to your you know your mother got you a sewing machine you did all that yeah. stuff but every time i've ever seen you when you're really in it you're hustling the rise and grind yeah, yeah. you're is that what you call it Rise and grind. That's, That's right. It. You do. Cause you tweet yeah. that out a lot. Hey, listen, yeah. listen. I landed. You know, this morning I was. I was so. I was dead. And uh, well, you called know, me this morning. I, I called you and said, <laughs> "Hey, man. You know, because I know we've been trying to get together." Yeah. And I said, "I'm. I'm. You know, fortunate enough. I'm going with. Um, I'm going with the president of Cuba on Sunday or Saturday. Uh, Saturday or Sunday." And I know I'm going to be gone for a while. And I yeah. know that you and I, you were in New York. I didn't, uh, we didn't get together. And I said, that's it. I got to come here. I don't care what's going on at the office. I and I canceled my stuff so we could come up and Rise and grind. Rise and grind, baby, because yeah. I'm exhausted. I've done two <laughs> of these today already. And I filmed seven television shows wow. this week. So I know what you mean. But hustle. But don't, isn't that, the, when you talked about people yeah. and, and, and you invest in people, every time I have any leader, who they are, leadership in politics, leadership in business, leadership yeah. in sports, they always talk about the differences of the people. Yeah. And, and that is really it. And I, it seems to me you look for the hustlers. I do. Yeah. I do. You know, I don't necessarily, and I've been, I've been guilty of, 
hiring the Harvard grad who didn't do anything, yeah. and I've been guilty. <laughs> and you've hired some of those. Uh, and I have, I yeah. have. And I've been hired. I've been guilty of hiring the person who may not have been an expert in that area, but giving them a chance. They may have dropped the ball, but sooner or later we find something that we're going to do together because the hustle and the integrity is there. Yeah, hey, yeah, I'm I'm so excited. I, I'm almost running over my time for a commercial. I got to work a commercial. Yeah, and that's on. how I get paid. Uh, absolutely. It, you know, speaking about you know you know, making the power broke, you won't go broke with this. And this is Dunkin' Donuts. And mm. Dunkin' Donuts, it takes hard work and sweat to become a successful entrepreneur. But it doesn't mean you have to, you can't have some help along the way. And so I pick up every morning a, a, a double espresso of Dunkin' every morning. And so this show runs on Dunkin' and so does America. How do you, what do you drink for coffee? You drink coffee, don't you? I drink, no, I don't Not really much? drink like five hour energy, but I do drink, I do, do you drink, drink some Dunkin' Donuts coffee stop. once in a while. Okay, well, it's across the street from our building. So I know, because they got that, they got the, uh, the Baskin Robbins in it. Yeah, and they got rid of that other one, that four bucks, that five bucks one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, ooh, no one, no one should ever let anyone drink Starbucks That's if you right. have a friend. Okay. So well, let me ask you, <laughs> who's been the biggest influence in your life? Uh, biggest influence in my life has to be, um, well, Everybody knows uh, clearly. My mother was, mom, was the biggest yeah, influence yeah. in my life. Um, but let's go. Let's talk about what. Uh, and I. What's, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to not recognize your mom. No, I was going to talk about somebody else because yeah, everybody knows about yeah, exactly. mom. Exactly. I want to talk about a mentor or somebody. You know, I want to get into mentorship. You know, my, um, you're doing my, a lot of that. Yeah. My 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 stepfather, who who my mother ended up, uh, you know, dating when I was about 16 years old. My father and mother had left. Uh, broke up. Uh, they had gotten divorced. Life happened. And he just took off. Never spoke to my father again. Yeah. My mother ended up dating a gentleman named uh, Steve, who I consider my stepfather. He's uh, he happens to be of the Jewish faith, um, and Steve was just always an amazing person. He 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 made me realize a couple of things. First of all, he 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 knew how to operate businesses. He was very smart at that. Uh, number two, he made me realize that love doesn't come in a color or a gender. It didn't matter how mm-hmm. a person what the color of their skin was. That's cool. And um, he also made me realize that white people are crazy too. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when I you know when you live in the hood like me, all you see black people you think black people crazy and then you see somebody white and crazy you go wow we all got our own problems it's right and <laughs> and that's what i and that's what i loved about and steve. other and colors too all, f- all four colors of people uh, i call it absolutely right? and then last but not least what steve did is and he even has now a, a shelter for uh, a no-kill shelter for 400 uh animals he uh he he made me appreciate other life forms and the, those who can't protect themselves yeah so i think i i grew uh to appreciate a lot of things through uh through how steve uh and my mother uh, both were together, you know. You liked. I, I know that I've been up at your place, uh, your private place upstate yeah. New York. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you still get up there a lot? I do, and it's you know it's like a little shack, as you know. I like I like to go up there and hang out. I got a it's big not lake. like a little shack, no, but it's not it's, a, a, it's not a big palatial. No, I, I have two hundred acres of land. Yeah, I like you got it, a lot the, of land. The land, right? Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm actually building some more stuff up there, and I, yeah, I um. Um, I'm up there a lot. I'm yeah. going to be up there uh, this weekend. Uh, you know, Easter. Or what do you whatever. What do you What do you like the most about going up there? You know, nobody's around. I can I can just uh, I hang, I I I have chickens. I have a bunch of chickens. Did you get there. some chickens? I do. I Are they free ranging? Or you got free range? Well, you have I like put a them in a night. Co- you got a coop? I got a couple coops. I got about a hundred of them. So hundred chicken. What well, the hell are you doing with a hundred well, chickens? The man? guinea hens because of the uh, um um what's the name Lyme disease. So each guinea hen eats about a thousand ticks a day. Ah. 
And they clean up. Now, here's what happened. You know, I'm 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 definitely a city Never boy. Never thought about that. Yeah. Do you have one of those portable coops or is this a stationary? I have, I have I have I have a couple. I have like six coops all around. Yeah, I like those portable coops. I, if I, I like, ever get home enough or had somebody taking care of it, I would get one of those portable. Well, coops. Well, come to me. I just did a deal in Shark Tank last week. Innovation did you really? Pet, chicken coops galore. See, bunny, bunny houses and everything. Oh, I don't want any bunny houses. Why not? Nah, come on, man. I don't need that in South Dakota. We just go out beside my doors of freaking bunnies, deer, turkey, yeah. everything. Well, I have now. You know, here you're going to understand this better than I am. You know, when I had the guinea hens, they were picking up. Uh, they, they were eating yeah. all the ticks. But I said, you know what? I need some chickens. Yeah. So you I got to eat them. I got about two dozen chickens. So they can lay great, eggs, and they're great eggs. I lay eggs. They're, the organic eggs like that. Oh man! For my groundskeeper. He brings 20 chickens, and I say, where's the rooster? And he tells me, I don't need a rooster. And let me tell you something. <laughs> I told this guy, I said, are you kidding me? How do you think you got here on this planet? By, by, yeah. Guess what? Your parents probably had sex, and you yeah. came here. You know, you yeah. hit. And then I found out that you do not need a rooster because the chickens just lay hens, yeah. lay eggs, right? right? Yeah. If, you and, get, if a rooster's getting in the middle, you're, you're going to stop. You're going to make chicks. Yes. Okay. Just, I know you're a city now guy, I but let me tell you. That's what, what came first, the yeah. chicken or the egg? <laughs> it's the rooster. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that was, uh, that. you know, you got to learn something every day. And I found out that you don't need a rooster for But eggs. you eat the eggs? I do. Oh, man. The, the eggs like that are great. So I have, I have bees on my place, too. I do, too. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, I have a million bees. I do about four hundred jars of of honey, or about you know about four hundred pounds of honey a year. Yeah, um, I don't know how many we pull out. Uh, we have uh, thirty hives. I just oh, that's about the same. About the same. Yeah, about the yeah. same. We just I just uh, fell in love with this whole beekeeping thing and saving our planet. Uh, you that's know, a and, cool and deal. the honey bees. Um, absolutely. So now. You know, my beekeeper, every time he sees uh, my, uh, my my groundskeeper cutting the lawn, he, he gets out and I see them wrestling in the middle yeah. of the grass. Go plant some, go, go, go find a place to plant some clover, just a little clover. Clover? Okay. Yeah, clover's great. It's yeah. good tasting, too. You know, different, different, uh, we're getting way off of this bit, this thing, but <laughs> this is like, fun. Yeah, yeah what are these two, two guys talking <laughs> about? But, you know, you, it, it, honey is like wine, so you can, you can change the taste. Orange yeah. blossom honey, you can have clover honey. I like clover honey. I think it's a little bit better. Let me ask you another question, because uh, about the power of which is better, do you think, fame or fortune? Oh, good question. Really, I think really it's good a good – I always like to ask guys who have been, been out in business, um, and especially guys that are doing books and, I you know – I, I would – you know, that's tough because I, I think fortune can always uh, give you things to acquire fame and vice versa. Um, I don't mm, – I, I don't know. But fame helps, though, man. You know F- that. Fame absolutely helps, but there's a lot of people who are famous for nothing, and they also have nothing. They just, right. And it hurts them, too, because now all of a sudden they have this ego they have to live up to, and you don't want to see. Like, I will go back to bagging groceries and Piggly Wiggly yeah. if I need to. I but would, But if you're too. famous, yeah. you have this whole thing of, you know. I'll give you an example. They'll I, see you doing it. <laughs> yeah, I give you an example. I've had I've had uh, some tickets for the Knicks for, uh, you know, I don't know how long, uh, maybe 10 years. Hello? So, yeah. Hello? Well, you you may not want to want to go check them out. I'll tell you why. Okay. Because I I give them away to families and friends and things of that nature. And one time I went there about they're about fifteen rows up. Uh-huh. I went to the uh-huh. next game. Yep. And I'm sitting I- there eating a hot dog with my uncle. And everybody walked by me and said. What's wrong? You Can't know? you get better tickets? Yeah, you okay, yeah. man? You all right? Yeah. Deal's, deal's yeah. not going too well on yeah. Shark Tank. Hey. Your feet are supposed to be on the wood, baby. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, I just want to have a hot dog, man. Yeah, exactly. What's wrong with what? And by the way, every seat in that whole stadium is great, no matter what. And, and period. Yeah, yeah, period. And the garden, it's just, it's freaking unbelievable. So that's what fame can do to you. You know, but I always tell people, I think you should go for fortune first, because if you're really good at what you do, you can buy the fame later. 
Very true. You know, there's yeah. a lot of people that have a huge or, or, amount of or money. You, or you earn it. You yeah. earn it because you're really good at it. You know what? When I was growing up, um, I never wanted to be really famous because I grew up seeing LL Cool J and all my all my buddies who are coming from rap music. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time seeing a rap star. He was uh, we were we were out and he was in a he was in a restaurant with his wife at another table and something was going on in it and she was crying. And I remember people coming up trying to take pictures with him ah, and yeah. stuff like that. And I said, that's uncomfortable. So I always wanted to be notable and or famous in the right room with the right people. I wanted the right people to know who I was, but not everybody. Yeah. And that's why when I wanted to go on Shark Tank, I was off of reality shows forever. Coming mm-hmm. to the offices and I said, nah, if I'm like a Walter Cronkite or somebody like that on the news, and that's what Shark Tank is, going to be you know, just a whole bunch of stuffy people talking about business, nobody will ever notice me. And yeah. that's why I initially did the show. Yeah, I get a little bit of that sometimes, too, because I'm taking the show off of bo- my Bloomberg show, yeah. and we put it online. People think, why are you doing that? Well, I make more money. That's why. I make a lot more money, like a factor of 10, 20 times more money. When the right people know you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and I'm okay. I, I didn't nobody turning my calls down. Listen, right? yeah, listen, everybody out there talks about Cuban. Um, listen, so I always say, listen, if Cuban woke up with my money, he'd cut his wrist and jump out the window. But I know a lot of people that will wake up with Cuban money, they cut their wrists and yeah, jump out you, the window. Yeah, but you got to remember money, you know? Yeah, but at the same time, Mark didn't have it at one, at one time in his life. Oh, too. no, Mark is yeah. a, Mark is a, ma- he's a beers and chips guy. He's, yeah. ju- he's, he's even more down to earth than me. He won't, uh, you know, he won't do a lot of things that people would think billionaires do. Yeah. But, you know, the bottom line is I know so many people that have, massive massive amount of wealth that you would never know of we yeah. would never hear of you know? right and then there's a lot of these guys that are also broke at the same time right that's very true that's 100 yeah. percent true when you're down and out right now and your business is like on that edge what, what's the advice you give to somebody well when i when i'm down and out my business on the edge, I, I ask a couple of things number one do i have a real passion and love for the business anymore mm-hmm. or or did i go into it for the wrong reasons number two did i surround myself and or put the right people on to the you know to to help Help me execute this. And number three, did I do enough homework about mm-hmm. it? You know, I I, I, uh, I was fortunate enough to hear Richard Branson speak one day, and he said, um, and I feel like him and I are almost identical twins when it comes to being dyslexic and things of that nature. He said- Are you dyslexic? I am dyslexic. I didn't know that. You know, four out of the six sharks are dyslexic. Is that right? Yeah. And when I heard him speak, he said that when he stopped Virgin Records and then moved on to Virgin Air, and now he has 300 other companies, he said what was fascinating to him was the ability to bring the fundamentals of business he's learned to another business and watch it grow. And that was what was making him excited because he said Virgin Music did very, very well for him. He was very happy about it. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, he, he watched the biggest stars blow up in the world and he was great. But he said what kept him going throughout anything else is the challenge of bringing his fundamentals of business to a new area. It's almost like he he said it was almost like meeting a new girl and going out on the yeah. first couple of dates. And I think that sometimes that's our skill set. Um, and, and that's how I am. You know, FUBU, I'm too close to it. Yeah. Um, I need other hands to take FUBU over my yeah, own. Yeah, once, once you did it, you did it. Yeah. I, I'm that way too. And then I want to go on and do something else. I like the thrill, the kill, keep but, doing it. Yeah, but then you got people like Phil Knight and these guys who who I remember calling him about Nike, and he said, "Yeah, you know, we did 17 billion. We only hit the tip of the iceberg." I mean, he's you know he's just Still looking he just at wants it. that swoosh. That's it, and he, at, that's where he's at. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I remember t- well. I was with this guy the other day, and he was talking about his business. Said, well, how, you know, he was like bragging and bragging and bragging. And I, fi- I finally said, "How much business are you doing?" He said, "A billion dollars." I said, "It's a nice business, nice uh-huh. small business." He goes, "What are you talking about?" I said. 
I used to manage a business with my budget was $17 billion. Yeah. So that's a nice business, <laughs> a little business. You know, just put him in his place. Because, yeah, 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 because he's you, feeling himself. Yeah. Well, you have, do you still, do you get that with people, people trying to do that with you? You know, I get a lot of, I get a lot of, yeah, you know, ah, I exited 400 million. I did this and this and that. And then I have this and this and that. And, and, um, so I need you to help me with this. All right. Well, how much you got? I ain't got nothing. Yeah, exactly. Well, what are you talking about then? Right. Didn't you just tell me about all this big story you had? I, you know, I get, I get that all the time. They come to me. They want me to help them mm-hmm. and they don't want to, and they cashed out, but they want me to do it for nothing. Well, and by the way, when they come there, they start name dropping and say, well, by the way, you know, yeah. Diddy already wants this and, uh, <laughs> Diddy's daddy already wants this. I don't get Diddy. Thing. I get other guys. They I get all, I like get them that. all. I, I get them all. I get Diddy. I get Cuban. I go before I go on to the show yeah. and and obviously do a deal with Cuban. I'll allow you to look at this. Oh my gosh! That, just, I, that would I would punch somebody in the face. <laughs> hey, what have you learned? Um, you, you've transitioned from business to celebrity, but yeah. you're still in business. Sure. I mean, you'd call you were what I would call a global like a business celebrity. I mean, yeah. I mean, there is a there's that. a category of that. Yeah, and I, you know, I put, myself, I put yeah. myself in uh-huh. there as well. But what what have you learned about the business of being a celebrity? Well, I learned that you can drown an opportunity. I learned that mm-hmm. you know there's too many people out there who are going to do that and say, you know, I'll give you uh, you know 15 percent of this company just for you to be part of it. But if they don't go and operate it well, 15 percent of zero is 15 percent yeah. of zero, mm-hmm. right? Um, I've learned that you cannot. Take, you cannot do all those dinners, lunches, and breakfasts that people want you to do. No and way. that's what social media really kills you. Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand it. You just don't have enough time in the day because you can't even take care of your own family and yeah. your needs at that, at that period It's overwhelming. Of time. It is, it is massively overwhelming. And then I got three things tonight. Yeah, well, yeah, same thing, same yeah. thing, yeah. same thing, and um, that's why we never get together. When I mean, every time we you. say, "Hey, we, we," you know, because we used to years ago, yeah. we, uh, we'd run into each other in the steakhouse. We'd like to go to this one steakhouse all the time. Uh, Can't get together because everybody yeah. lunch, lunch, brunch, dinner, call. Let me give it a call. No, but you look no. good. You know, you know, I'm, I I'm I need trying. to drop a few more pounds. Me too. But, yeah, we all do, don't we? Huh? Me too. We all do. But but those are the, those are the issues, and then it's always it's not necessarily the you know it's not the deals you don't take. A lot of times in this world, it's the deals. That that you do take yeah because they take you out of the market for a long period of time and you have to be very careful because if somebody doesn't execute it the proper way and you're part of it it's a reflection on you mm-hmm. and then that dampers whenever you're doing your own new business or something in that area yeah so. i call that opportunity cost yeah you know you get in the opportunity but it costs you because you lose something else that doesn't come because you're so sucked into this thing absolutely you miss that absolutely and then the last but not least you know you're you're a quasi uh, ambassador for things, and I mean, I know in my case, you know, Shark Tank's a, a pretty big uh, show when it comes to kids five to fifteen, and parents and kids watch it together. And I am, you know, obviously working with Disney and ABC, so you have to be very, very careful about your political views, what you want to say, when you say things, mm-hmm. who you're around. They put that in your contract, don't they? A little bit no, of that. Not, not really. really. Not, not really, but, you know, I can't, you know, people want to- You don't have a morality uh, clause in your contract? Yes. Oh, well, yeah, right. that's that's I go and do something super crazy. Yeah. But I'm talking about, if I'm walking down the street just now, and it's St. Patrick's Day, I can't take a picture with somebody with a beer in their hand. Really? You know, uh, it, it, it's, 
it's safer not to do that. Yeah, it, well, I call that. You know what I would call that? It's it's re- more respectable not to. Yes. Do that. You know what I mean? You're yeah. just saying, look, I'm I'm aligned with these folks, and I should be respectful of them. They're paying me money to do it. I, absolutely. And listen, I that's I, all right. I, I see things on TV where I want to just shout out and say that somebody is, you know, An idiot. whatever <laughs> it is, right? But um, I, I just don't do it because you just, you know, I promise you, I wouldn't get you an election stuff. We're not going to do that. No, no, no election well, stuff. What's what's the what's the worst mistake you have ever made? I mean, mine was a pheasant farm. I invested in a pheasant farm. I lived from it, but it was the stupidest freaking thing I ever did in my life. Oh, the worst mistake I might ever be like made. your chickens. I don't know. No, no, they're, they're your delici- chickens are just they're delicious. You they're can eat the chicken. I yeah. ate the pheasants too, but I I lost ten thousand of them one night. The stupidest freaking bird you ever. You lost them ten thousand. Yeah, yeah. They they looked up in the sky, opened their beaks, and drowned in a big storm. Where, <laughs> really? Yeah, stupidest fucking bird you've ever seen in your life. Just, hey, thanks for laughing, asshole. <laughs> thanks a lot. Yeah, look at that. I got everybody in the whole studio oh, laughing. Yeah. It's a true story, though. Have you ever had that? Have you ever had to bury ten thousand pheasants? You had to no. put up the little tombstones, wait for their friends to show up. You know? <laughs> Say something nice at the funeral. Yeah. Uh, the stupidest thing I ever did. I, I'm, I'm not going to call it stupid, but the biggest mistake I ever did was I invested in a company that we purchased called Heatherette, and um, I spent about six million dollars. Uh, uh, you know, trying to oh, yeah, make were. the brand. Yeah. And that's when I learned you, the power broke because yeah. if I didn't have those resources, I would have never spent them. And if I would have done exactly how I created food, rolling up my sleeves, learning mm-hmm. the business myself, learning the customer, what they want, da, 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 I wouldn't have been at that, that amount of loss. So my biggest mistake is when I had, um, you know, money to spend. Yeah. You know, another thing I got from reading the book and just knowing you too is when you take your eye off the ball. You Absolutely. take your eye, like the checkbook. Yeah. And, and you know, trusting the people around you a little too much. That, yeah. was, I, that was another lesson I got out of there. Same well. thing. You know, that's what happened when, and, you know, I had that was the, that. the great CEO, the great mm-hmm. this, the great that. And let's say, no, let's say not one person stole a dime. Yeah. But, you know, when you're not guiding them, they're going to they're gonna do it the way they think they should do it. When the whole reason you purchase is you had a vision for where this thing should go. Right. And if you're sitting there going, well, now I don't have to roll up my sleeves anymore, that's the, that's the worst thing to do. Yeah. You know? I call that Johnny Vegas syndrome. Johnny Vegas? Yeah, you're doing deals to do deals. You're yeah. getting big guy. You're, you're rolling You're rolling dice. You're rolling money. You're rolling. You're clubbing it. You're having yeah. fun. Whatever. Whatever. That's you know? it. Exactly. And, you know, and I'm not talking about just clubbing. I'm just saying you're acting like you're freaking Johnny Vegas yeah. and mm-hmm. like you're big guy. big guy. And look, I mean, you know, Oprah still signs her own checks. That's right. There's a reason yeah. for that. And, yeah. and every time I've done I've done that, stepped away from it, didn't do that, mm-hmm. it bites me in the ass it every does. single time. And I keep doing it. You know, no, well, I don't. Well, <laughs> I try I, not to. Well, but everyone, you know what I mean? I trust a little bit. You know, I yeah. mean, maybe I need to be a little bit better about certain things. You know, I call it conditions of satisfaction. So what are you are you having fun? I'm having a blast. Yeah. That is one thing I'm doing. Uh, I am having an amazing time. You know, you know, I, you and I go and speak around the country, and and sometimes we around get the world. some amazing around yeah, the world. Yeah, we, I was spoke in Japan last year, and mm-hmm. you, you get some amazing letters, and you see people's uh, some of their lives change. You see them a year later, two years later, and they tell you what that, happened. That you did that exactly. I get that all the time too. Yeah. It's, it's when you when, isn't that the greatest feeling in the world? It is, and especially when I get it from the little the little kids. You know, oh, who, wow, who, whose yeah. parents, uh, you know, I'm tearing up. I'm tearing up right now, right here in front. No, but it, it is special when these people, and they write to you. Yeah, they do. I mean, I know that you do. You, like yeah. I do, get these messages every day. It says, you've inspired me. Yeah. You, you, you've made me, you made a difference in my life. Reading The Power of Broke made a yeah. difference in my business. I didn't lose my house. I didn't lose my family. That's, that's yeah. big, that's big stuff. I love that. I love that. And then the other side is, you know, I'm getting a peek at all these companies, whether on the show or not on the show, and I'm seeing 
how the new way of business is being done. And honestly, if I wasn't on the show, I would be the same. I would have the same mentality as many of my uh, colleagues of, all right, I'm going to make it line for next year, and yeah. hopefully the store will buy it. Yeah, this is the, and this is the formula. Yeah, yeah, because that's yeah. what we knew. I, you know, I had the same conversation this morning with a with a guy who does some some online marketing. Uh-huh. And I, you know, I'm a former chief marketing officer of a Fortune 100 company. Right. I, I think I know a lot of stuff. Right. But this guy was teaching me a lot of stuff I of didn't course. know, and I'm going like, wow, has this changed? How do I find these kids? How do yeah. I find these people? Man. And I don't even know what to ask for yet. Right. You know, you know, the, I think you brought it up earlier. This word mentor is extremely important, but sometimes we're not thinking that the mentors can be that 16 year old kid with an iPhone hanging out of his back pocket, right? <laughs> exactly. And you come and say, all right, come intern for me, but you're going to do a couple of things for me and I'm going to help mentor you and you're going to help mentor me. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what I'm learning, you know, so th- this whole world is changing so rapidly. Yeah. And I'm getting a look at all these different companies and these things, you know, so. How so. many boards are you on now? Or pieces do you own? I, I am, I'm not on many boards. Yeah, I've I'm been doing two. two I got, I'm on 14 now, and some of them publicly traded, yeah. some of them are private, and some of them I own myself yeah. all the way around. I own every a piece of every one of them yeah. in some way or shape or form. Yeah, that's I probably a, own a piece of- too many, for, by the way. It's I too many a, for me. Yeah, I, I don't- I'm not- Because, again, it's more meetings. It's yeah. more this and that. Um, I probably own, with Shark Tank, I probably own a little over 40-something companies mm. that I have a piece of, um, maybe 50-something companies. How do you manage that portfolio? Well, you look at it. Well, that's that's got to be tough. No, you, you you have great managers, and if you have great operators, it's really good because you're going to look at about 15, 15 to 20 of the companies are just going to chug along and or kind of you yeah. know, late dormant, whatever mm-hmm. the case is, right? And then you're going to have a couple that need a lot of um, a, a lot of special attention at the moment, the next 18 months. Yep. And then some that, you know, and the, I didn't acquire them all at the same time. I acquired them over 10 years, right? Because yep. I had some yeah. prior to same this. Same thing. Yeah. And then you're going to have the ones that are just kicking off really great, great capital. They have a, a great uh, COO, CEO, and, you know, you open up your mailbox and there's something there and you got to do a meeting here or there, you know, and licensing or something like that. You and I always, we have great conversations. Let me give you something that I learned from somebody that I was working for and he was a CEO and he drew on the uh, board. And he divided it into three parts. He goes, here's our cash businesses, here's our our, our future growth businesses, mm-hmm. and here's our transactional business, meaning mm-hmm. you got to get up to this level. Right. Look at putting businesses that way. That's how I do it. And I say, if their cash business means I can manage them this way, mm-hmm. I got somebody watching them, I don't have to pay as much attention. Transactional businesses mean they got to either, they got to get certain market share, certain mm-hmm. growth, certain uh, margins, mm-hmm. and, or certain um, penetration of the market. And if they don't get it by this time, they're I'm, done. I'm, uh, they're done. Uh-huh. And there's a hard rule about that. Got it. And then, the, and then those future growth business, they're they're the fair haired babies. They mm-hmm. they get they get the they get the ball all the time. They get to run with it, you mm-hmm. know, and so forth and so on. Yeah. And when those cash businesses, you're managing for cash, come and say, "Hey, give me the ball, give me the ball." Well, you're a freaking lineman. You shouldn't even look at the ball. You know, right. this is how we're going to manage it. That's how I do. I like, I like how, the way breaking that down. I, that's how I do it. And it, it, I was it was probably when the, when the CEO put it on the board, I raised my hand in the meeting. He says, "Jeff, you don't have to raise your hand. You're the chief marketing officer." I said. That's the best chart I've ever seen in my life. Simple, so that, simple and to the point. It told me how I was going to invest my time and my money. Yeah, we. I do something that's not similar, but I, it reminds me of something I do. I, I, I say to myself, and then I go and say to the staff in a different way, uh, where are we one, two, and three steps away from the money? Always yeah. focus on the one where one step away from the money and then, you know, go down the line. Because, you know, the traditional way that I created, uh, you know, my my businesses were I was six or seven steps away from money. I made the product. Hopefully, the store would buy it. 
Hopefully the kid would bring it out of the back shelf and yeah. put it onto the, you know, into the rack. Hopefully the customer would buy it and hopefully the customer would buy it again. And that was six or seven steps away from the money. Now right. I like to make and or acquire things and then get it out to get the market and buy it right there. Yep. And if they buy it, then I know who they are and I can upsell them again and again bigger, and again. Bigger opportunity and less yeah. risk. And more margin. Yeah, yeah a lot more margin. Yeah. Hey, I got to take a quick break because we're going so much. I'm, I'm forgetting to get the commercials in. Sorry I can't, about that. I can't do that, man. I got to get paid i don't have your kind of money man it's it's officially tax season it's great to have the good folks from liberty tax on board all business liberty fastest retail tax preparation firm over four thousand offices across north america and a great seasonal franchise opportunity too you know you know who they are those waivers out front you've Mm -hmm. seen them right yeah Yeah. sure you don't do your own taxes do you uh i no, i was just going over my taxes just now yeah yeah Yeah. i i I mean you got somebody yeah but but it's very important man you gotta you gotta have your eye on it you know we work so hard to to make it and it's twice Keep hard to keep it. I yeah. like to keep it. Absolutely. Seems yeah. like I have to write a lot more checks than I care to do. But yeah, you know. if you're writing a lot of checks, that means you're bringing in a good amount of money. You know, that's you got to look at it that way, don't mm-hmm. you? You got you got to look at it like, hey, man, this is a good problem to have. Yeah, you know, it's always a good problem to have. Hey, what do you? What do you? Uh, what's What's next for you? Uh, you know, we're going on our eight season Shark Tank, so I definitely have all my eight Shark season. Tank. And by the way, congrats! Oh, thank thank you. seriously. Yeah, thank you. Your boy don't you Mark feel, knows what he's doing. Don't you? Yeah, he does. Yeah. All right. Well, and I, I talked to him early on when I saw the treatment. I saw the treatment before they started shopping it around with yeah. you guys. Uh-huh. Um, you got? Do you feel lucky that you got Tafra? I am fortunate. I am so. I you know I have my health. I have this whole Shark Tank thing. I get to inspire people. I get to do what I want every single day. Yeah. Um, it's it's I'm just very fortunate. Very you're, fortunate. And you're you're just a good guy. Yeah. And you know that. But well, uh, I don't I don't know that. But you I'm know, telling you, you're a good guy. You you got good. Don't don't look, ask my ex wife. Yeah, you, well, that's okay. But I tell you, I'll ask your everybody that's around you. And every time I get together and I'm with you, you we get you got some similar friends together. Oh, everybody's always feeling the same. I, like you know, I hadn't seen some of your friends in a couple of years, and I went to your premiere, uh-huh. and boom, it was like old home it's day. Family, family, yeah, it was family. Yeah, it was like family. family. It was right. They were hugging me, and we we'd only met once. I like that because some of them. Are really good looking even <laughs> even some of the guys you know, we go. we'll leave it at that but hey um i want to give you a chance because we we're, we blew past i normally i would do a what i call rapid fire i, right. I, I do a quiz or something like All that right. on you but i'm not even going to do that because we're just having so much fun but um let me give you a chance for a just a shameless plug now don't plug the book because i'll plug the book for sure, you anyway yeah. but if you could you know you want to give a shameless plug for a charity or or a program you got coming up what would you like to do well you asked me what, what a couple of things i'm doing one of the things that i'm really moving forward with is i love this whole concept of the the co-work share space you know the, the we work yeah. world and I'm, I'm going to now be creating some we work opportunities type of opportunities for people around the country different name though, right? different name different yeah. brand i mean you know i'm going to be talking to we work guys and girls also as well i you know i think that they are I have a great model i'm nothing against it but i think that that's where the world is moving we're, we're moving mobile we're moving digital and nobody needs big offices you don't anymore. need them i you don't know? need them i got rid of them same thing. Yeah, I'm I'm making my new office. I I have one office still in the Empire State Building. That I moved to sixty. That big. That bi- they, I mean, that's a big. Formal. No, we, okay. we cut that down. Good for that's you. That's like six thousand square feet. Good for now. you. You don't and you don't need. You don't. By the way, let me give you two cents of advice. I got rid of all the offices. I yeah. just have conference rooms, and then and then we have shared office, and people say they used to. By the way, I bought another building, and we did that, and my people were going like, "That's not right. What happens if I have a problem with my husband, and my wife?" I said, "We know well, you got a freaking problem with your husband already. What what do you got to try to hide it? You we know, t- everybody we knows." The same language. <laughs> I opened one up on another office uh, close by. It looks like a huge incubator. Yeah. My entire staff is right there. They talk to each other right there. Yeah. That's it. If you got a problem. 
Go in a showroom for a second or go in here and there for one second and have your issue. Go outside. Give me some you know, phone booths and some other things. We that, do. We that's what we phone do. Booths. We do the same, same thing. thing. So uh, that's where I'm going, you know, because I think that, first Smart of all, move. it's going to be that's where everybody needs to be. You get to work in a space where maybe the next coder is going to help you or the, this person or that person. They're clients. They're customers for you. Exactly. And we're going to give curriculums. I was going to ask, actually have you, uh, you know, ask you to come by and. once twice to speak, yeah. you know. So that's my big plan. That is my big, big plan for the next 10 to 15 years. Awesome. Well, yeah. I got some. You and I will get together. We got to go for a steak. We got to go somewhere. Absolutely. Have some bacon. Hey, no, we got to go eat some chickens. That's what we got to do. We're going to go. <laughs> no, no. We got to go eat some pheasants. That's gotta right. Go, <laughs> go dig those pheasants up. We got to eat some pheasants. All right, man. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jeff. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Hey, at the end of every show, I like to talk about the things that I have learned from the interview. And I always learn a lot from Damon. Uh, Damon and I are, as you could tell, very good friends. And it was great to be able to have him in the studio. And what you don't know is after he left, we just sat and talked and talked and talked. And then and then we did plan that dinner that we were talking about. So we're going to have dinner together. But here's the big thing. There was a couple of gems, real keepers that came out of that. And I'm sure you got a number of those and you wrote them down. If you didn't, r- listen to it again. But here's the one I thought. Drown in opportunity. That was the biggest one that I came out. So many times people come to me all the time. Hey, Jeff, help me out with this. Jeff, help me out with this. Jeff, I want to give you a piece of my business. I want you to invest. And you know why they all might seem really good? You can have too many get unfocused and drown in opportunity. So get your head on straight, get focused and get those conditions of satisfaction for what's important for your business and for your life. And you'll avoid drowning in opportunity, and we won't be throwing you any life rings, okay? So don't forget, my friends, it's just like I had a good friend here, and he wrote The Power of Broke. I want you to do me a favor and don't go broke by listening to this show and by subscribing and getting others to do it as well. I appreciate all you can do because friends help friends. So could you do me a favor? Go up and rate it on iTunes or just send a link to everyone so they can find us right here on C-Suite Radio. And this is Jeffrey Hazlett on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Welcome to C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.